So this morning, today, we deal with um, the beginning of Perik Tess. That's uh, the last Perik of this section of the Masechte. The Masechte the, this section of the Masechte is dealt with uh, Korban Pesach, uh, mainly. <coughs> so it's been, uh, the subject matter has been around Kodshim, around matters of the Beis HaMikdash. Um, and this is the last Perik that deals with that. And this particular Perik deals with the idea of Pesach Sheni, which was the opportunity for people who couldn't bring a Korban Pesach on the first Pesach, on the regular Pesach, could bring it a month later on, on Pesach Sheni. And that's one of the strangest things in the, in the Torah. Uh, that where do we find anything like that in the Torah? Let's just have a look at the, at the Psukim. It says in the, in the Chumash, in Baalotacha, there were people who were Tameim, and we've learned that if a person is Tameh, he can't bring Kodshim, he can't bring a, a, a Korban, so they were Tameh. And on that first Pesach that they did in the, in the Midbar, they did a Pesach in Mitzrayim, obviously, and then they did one in the Midbar, and then they didn't do a Korban Pesach again until they got to Yisrael. That first Korban Pesach that they did, there were some who couldn't do it. They were Tameim. They were Tameim. And they came to Moshe and Aaron, and they said, They said to, to Moshe, We have Tameim, mate. We've been involved with Tumor. We'll talk later about why. It's not fair. Why can't we bring a Korban? Good question. Let's wait and see what Hashem says. Hashem says, Speak to the Jewish people and tell them, Should it ever happen that somebody is Tameh or is far away, can't make it to the Beis Hamikdash, now or in future? He can make a second Pesach for Hashem. Where do we see such a thing in the Torah? Oy, oops, I couldn't make Shabbos this week. Can you give me another chance for a Shabbos? I couldn't make Sukkot this week. I, I was away, I was traveling, I couldn't do Lulav Do you mind if I do Lulav next month? Where do we see such a thing? You're Tommy, you're Tommy, what can you do? Where does this, what's the idea? Why is this so, so unique and so different? Sefer Achinuch talks about the fact that Pesach is so important. Yeah, but so is Shabbos. So is everything's important. Difficult to understand. And why is Moshe not criticized for not knowing the halacha, as it was in the case of the Notzlofchad? Also, so this again is a piece of Torah innovated as a result of human intervention. What would have happened had these people not come along and said, we, oh, we were Tameim, if there was nobody Tameim that year, then Hashem would have kept quiet and we wouldn't have had a Pesach Sheni. Uh, and, and Moshe didn't know this, so the Rabbeinu Bechaya goes into that and says, no, here it's not a criticism of Moshe for not knowing it, because that, to not know that the daughters could inherit the father if he had no sons, you don't have to be, you don't have to have Kabbalah, you don't have to be taught that on Sinai. Because even the, even the Goyim figure that out. It's not so difficult to figure out. If there are no children, where does, the, where does it go to? Uh, and, and Moshe should have been able to work that out. But because he was involved with other things in his mind and so on, it, it, it didn't work out. And he, there's the touch of, uh, on Moshe's level of arrogance, so to say, that he wanted to take care of the difficult things, the easy things somebody else could do. 
So the Rosh wanted to show him that even there's, there's nothing that's easy, everything's difficult. And that was a bit of an, an embarrassment for Moshe because he could have and should have known that halacha, even though it wasn't given on Sinai. But says Rabbeinu Bechaya, this halacha, no, nobody would work out you. This is not logical, that there's an opportunity for a Pesach Sheni. The only way you can possibly know that is if you were given that on Sinai. And Hashem didn't give that halacha on Sinai. So this piece was missing from the Torah until these people came and, and, and put their case. How is that even possible? Says Rashi, uh, Rashi asks the question, This should have been given together with the rest of the Torah. Moshe should have given us this part of the Torah as well. Why did he not give us this part of the Torah? Answers Rashi, a strange answer. People, the Rishon wants to give special schut to people who are worthy of it. Meaning, these people who brought about the halacha of Pesach Sheni were very worthy people, and Hashem rewarded them with, with innovating this part of the Torah, or with, or with being responsible for this part of the Torah being given to us. Why were they so, they so worthy? Chazal tell us, how did they, why were they Tamei Mesim? What were they doing? Says the uh, say Chazal, they were carrying the Atzmos Yosef, they were carrying the remains of Yosef. And that was their question. We were doing, now we understand their question a little bit better. We were doing a mitzvah. You told us, we, you told us we had to do this mitzvah. We were very happy to do the mitzvah. But mitzvah, gererius mitzvah, there should be. A mitzvah should bring about other mitzvahs. It shouldn't be the result of, a mitzvah shouldn't be, we can't do a mitzvah. So because we were doing what we were meant to be doing, we couldn't bring the Korban Pesach. That's not right. So that strengthens their kasha, says the Rosh No, on the contrary. Not only will you get a chance for the Korban Pesach, but the, but the, the whole idea of Pesach Sheni will come as a result of, of you and what you've been doing. So they, they, have, they have an amazing schus. But still the question is difficult, isn't it? What, what would have happened if they wouldn't have been? And if they wouldn't have asked for it, or they wouldn't, if they wouldn't have questioned, what would have happened? So, so we need to understand that. So I think that what the Rebbe teaches us here in the Torah is the Pesach Sheni is an exception. Yes, there's, there's no Shabbos Sheni, there's no Sukkah Sheni, there's no Shavu Sheni, there's no anything Sheni. Only Pesach Sheni. Why? You see from Rashi, the why is not because Pesach is so important, like the Chinuch wants to say. I find the Chinuch very difficult. Is Pesach really more important than other Yom Tevin? More important than Shabbos? That doesn't make Even though it says Pesach, is, it shows Chidush HaOilam that the world was created by Hashem, Hashem does the miracles and Ashkoch and all those wonderful things we learn from Pesach. Yes, true. But Shabbos is also, there, there, are lots of, there are lots of things like that. Why the Pesach Sheni? From Rashi, it seems to be, it's not about what's unique about Pesach. What's unique is about the people who asked for the Pesach, for Pesach Sheni. What's unique about them is, and if you think about it, Moshe could just have said to them, oh, you're right, so you were Pturim. You didn't do anything wrong. But no chi of chorus. You didn't do the korban pesach because you were doing something at that time more important, and so you pturim. They should have said, "Okay, good, we potter." What are they mechadesh? They mechadesh the sense of anguish at having not had the opportunity to do a mitzvah, even if you weren't chayev at the time. To see that the whole of Klai Yisrael did a mitzvah, and we're like that sometimes. You know, it, certainly, if, if we're Pturim from the mitzvah, oh, so we're part of it. Okay, it's wonderful. We, didn't, we don't have to worry about it. But even if it, it wasn't a Pturim, even if it was an Oynas, 
we overslept and we didn't make shachris of the minion, or we didn't make shachris at all on time. So what do we do? Okay, we didn't. What can we do? We overslept. It's an onus. And we get over it. They didn't get over it. They couldn't get over the loss of the mitzvah. We sometimes find it difficult to get over the loss of physical things. As we show them, we lose, a, we lose a loved one. Of course, that's difficult to get over. One loses money. You lose an opportunity. How long do you go on? Oh, I should have, I should have, I could have, I knew, I didn't, I did. On and on and on one goes about the opportunity one didn't, one lost. But a mitzvah? Okay, we move on. Fine, we didn't make it. We move on. It's okay. Tomorrow we'll, we'll do shakr. It's not, not a problem. You see the anguish with which they treated their inability to be mekayim a mitzvah. For that, the Rebbeinu Shalom is mechadish, another opportunity. You'll get another chance. And you see from here the power of, firstly, feeling deprivation for something of ruchnis. What we feel deprivation for is it indicates who we are. And more than that even, what we ask for. If they wouldn't have asked for it, maybe we wouldn't have had a Pesach shame. Who knows what opportunities we miss because we don't ask for it. You know, in, in all the sales training courses, they teach, teach the salespeople. You've got to ask for the order. You can't just have a conversation with your client or your prospect and talk and think that it's going to come just by talk. At some point, you've got to say, can I have the order? Will you buy? If you don't ask, it doesn't come, even in a situation like that where everybody knows that's the purpose of the meaning. But the Bonisha wants us, to, there's a limit of, of, of modesty in that, of humility in that, to be able to ask for something that you don't have. And what you ask for is an indication of what you value. And that's why a, a prospect, a, a client, wants to know you value their business. They want to at least feel that. And it's all very well after you've got the business, say, thank you for your business. Thank you for your business is not as powerful as, please, can I have your business? You, know, you travel on the airplanes in those days where we could travel on airplanes. You remember they always used to say, thank you for traveling. No, thank you for your business. But imagine if they came up to you before when you were in the airport. And they said, please fly on our airline. We would appreciate it so much if you flew with us. Can you feel the difference? The difference between a please and a thank you. A thank you is polite, but a please is mechabed. You're really honoring the person. And so it is in our relationship to the Rebbeinu Shalom. We say thank you, that's great. But we also have to say please. And we say please for, for physical things. Please, Rebbeinu Shalom, we want panosa. Please, Rebbeinu Shalom, we want good health. Please, Rabbanu we want nachas from our family and our children. All these things we ask for. Please, Rabbanu don't let us miss shachris tomorrow morning. Please, Rabbanu make sure we're at the shir tomorrow. Make sure we keep our kviyas tomorrow. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out. And Rabbanu I did miss out. There was an onus. What? Can you help me make it up somehow? That, that's what determines who we are. And that's what we learn from Pesach Sheni. Tzachshani is not just a, a, an opportunity, it's, it's a limud in, in how to relate to this. And that explains the machlokes Rav Sheshes and Rav Nachman that we see in the Gemara here, where they talk about a case where somebody was Bederuch Rechoiko. It's interesting that Rebbe Shalom extends this, this, this uh, Pesach Sheni, not just to people who were Anusim, who couldn't make it, or people who were Tmeim. That's all they asked for. They, you see how the Rebbe Shalom gives you much more than you asked for. Just ask! They asked just because for the Tameim. Rebbe says, you know what, I'll give you not only for the Tameim, 
I'll give you for somebody who was shoigeg, just made a mistake, didn't make it. Not only that, I'll give you for an onus of other sorts. Not only that, I'll give you for derech rechoiko, somebody was traveling, although he could have organized not to be traveling, but he didn't. I'll give you a Pesach Sheni for them as well. Even amazed, there's a Pesach Sheni. Look how much the Rebbein heaps on. All you asked for was the Tommy. The Rebbein gives much more than you asked for. So, asked, so the Gemara talks about the case. He was a Bederech Rechoiko, and he sent a Shaliach. He said, I'm going to be in Yerushalayim in time to eat the Korban Pesach, just not in time to bring it. So let me make a Shaliach to, to Shech the Korban Pesach for me, and I'll get there on time. What is the din? So Rav Sheshe says... Uh, Rav Nachman Amar Hurza. Rav Nachman says it's good. Why? Because Mechas Hu Dechas Rachmano Lavi Ovitzol Lavrocha. Look at the parsha. This is all given as as a rachem. This is all given out of love and care. The Rebbeinu Shem is saying, "You're right. I'll make sure you've got a Pesach Sheni." So clearly, if you manage to do something to get into Pesach Rishon, that's even better. But Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis is quite harsh. Omar Loi Hurza. No, doesn't help. The Torah, it wasn't that the Torah gave you an extra thing like a, not only a Tome, but also a, a, a person who's traveling. No, says Rav Sheshis. What the Rav is saying, if you're far away, you're like a Tome. Even if you can make it back to Yerushalayim in time for the eating. At the time of the Shechita, you were somewhere else, your head was somewhere else, you were somewhere else, you're like a Tome, you're not part of Pesach Rishon. You come to Pesach Sheni. So Rav Sheshis sees it as a a strict halacha that Hashem says, no, you can't be part of Pesach Rishon. And Rav Nachman sees it as, don't worry, no, you're not part of Pesach Rishon, you'll be part of Pesach Sheni. Two different ways of reading the parsha. And the Ramban reads the parsha in the, in the softer way, and so he paskins the halacha like Rav Nachman. Interesting, the Rambam paskins like Rav Sheshis, because as you go through the Gemara, if you look at the Chumash, it's more like Rav Nachman. The lighter way, my son, you haven't made it for Pesach Rishon, here's a Pesach Sheni. If you can make it for Pesach Rishon, so much the better. But if you go through the Gemorrahs, it seems as we, we might have an opportunity to look at in the next sugi or two, uh, that the halacha is like, uh, like Rav Sheshis, that once it was given, it's a separate, it's a separate, there's a machlokus, Rebbe and Rabbi Nosson on the next page, where the Pesach Sheni is a separate yomtev, or it's a hashloma for the first one. You didn't make the first, so now you can do the second. Or is it a separate yomtev altogether? Which is why we don't say Tachanun on Pesach Sheni, even though has no relevance to us. It's a yomtif. And if it's a separate yomtif altogether, Rav Sheshi says, so then you, now that we have the Rav Sheshi, now that we have the separate yomtif, now that we have the separate yomtif, you can't bring on the first yomtif. If you qualify for the second yomtif, you can't bring on the first yomtif. So Rav Sheshi sees it more as a thou shalt not, and Rav Nachman as a thou shalt. Rav Nachman, it's an enabler, and for Rav Sheshi, it's, it's, it's a restrictor. And that is, you learn the parashim in Baal that begins to make a lot more sense from the things we're worried about.